Welcome to Catch the Fire's Family Life Podcast. A chance to hear about what God is doing amongst us as a family in London and to get into the Word of God together. For more information about getting plugged into Catch the Fire, check out our website, ctflondon.com, and our church be out. Hello and welcome to Family Life. Uh, this is a strange, unusual and one-off bonus episode this week uh, because we are in summer holiday season and so many people are away. Um, our lead pastor Tom is uh, sat on a beach, hopefully, um, taking in the sun right now and uh, Kate is away and a lot of our other team are uh, doing what you should be doing in the weather, uh, enjoying themselves and uh, taking a well-earned rest. Um, it is a Thursday in the office, which is later than usual, um, and it is me, Alistair Foreman, um, recording on my own. Uh, this is the day that could well be breaking records in the UK for being the hottest day, um, and I am currently uh, looking at my phone to see what the exact temperature is right now, um, and it appears to be 36 degrees, and in the next hour it's going to jump to 38 and then 39, and I honestly don't know whether I've lived in this country at a time when it has been as hot as 38, 39 degrees. Uh, the temperature is rising. Um, it's been an interesting week, uh, aside from the heat. Um, as many of you will know, the country has now got a new Prime Minister, and uh, the spiritual atmosphere is uh, heavily charged. The prophets are prophesying and the prayers are praying. Um, and we as a church in London are sort of just uh, asking the same questions that everyone else is. God, what are you doing? What are you saying? What's happening um, in our country right now? And what's our part to play in it? And um, so that's the, this is the context, rather heavy intro, but that's the context to where um, we're recording today and um, yeah I'm just going to do a shorter one today it's just me um, and uh, want to chat a little bit just about um, what it what it looks like to be part of a family in a city of eight million people um, slightly uh, big question but it really jumped out in my mind a few months back when we had Danny and Sherry Silk doing a conference with us um, when they talked about Bethel church's impact in the city of Reading in California and they said it's a city of 90,000 people and the church has somewhere near around 10,000 people's worth of influence going on in that city and I was listening thinking wow that's uh, that's those are good odds you know 10,000 people in a church of 90 you know you can you've got some community going on there you've got some influence to the city that's that's good um, and then they said um, what's the population of London and someone said, 8 million. And I thought, wow, that really is a different scenario that we're in, a city of 8 million. And when you Google it, it it's nearer to 8.6, 8.7. And when, you know, as, as Tom and I were chatting the other day, he said, even that 0.6 or 0.7 is six to 700,000 people. Even just saying 8 million, you're missing off 600,000 people plus. So it's a crazy... Um, scenario that we have and and I was brought up on local church village church um, and um, learning how to pastor and build community in a in a city where transience is is um, 
is the name of the game and moving around is is so natural it's been a real learning curve for all of us it's certainly been a learning curve for me and um, I've heard ministering in a city church described as hugging a parade you know you've got people coming in and out and and uh, you're sort of you, you I mean the statistics say that you can have a hundred percent turnover in your church in seven years when you're a uh, city church and I think um, that seven years seems optimistic um, when we look back at some of our videos of years gone by you're like wow there's just so many people who move on to new things and, and often it's a job here it's an international move there and so we really get as a church that that forming community in a in a city can be really challenging um, but it's not impossible um, by a long shot um, it's not impossible at all and we have to be proactive and we have to lean on different skill sets and we have to be intentional but I just want to chat a little bit about um, what building family what being part of a family and being part of our church family can look like um, for you and you may be somebody who's been with us for many years and you're connected and you're knitted in um, and I'm going to talk a little bit about friendship so I hope that will be useful um, but you may also have just rocked up to the church in the last few weeks and uh, you may be new to London or you may have no experience with charismatic churches and people rolling around on the floor and shouting during worship and you may just be thinking is this is this a place that I can call home is this a place that I can call a family and I hope that this speaks to you too as well so I want to just share a, a thought that um, if you if you ever listen to any of uh, the apologists Ravi Zacharias um, any of his um, teachings and and uh, and writings you'll know that one of the things he talks about a lot is the main questions that humanity are asking and and he talks about these often in the in the um, the context of uh, talking about why Christianity is um, is the the only true uh, faith compared to other world religions and, and other philosophies. And he says, humankind is asking these four questions all the time. Questions of origin, meaning, morality, and destiny. Four questions. Origin, meaning, morality, destiny. Where did I come from? What's the meaning and the purpose of my life? How am I going to make choices? What, what guide am I going to trust? And where am I, and indeed all of us, going where's this all leading how's it all going to end and so these questions about where i've come from what's the meaning of my life what's the moral code that i should be living by and and what is my destiny and what is the destiny of all humankind these are questions that we ask in very overt and very small ways day in day out and and principally to to engage with any of these questions which is the the journey of our life we need god we, we need the intimacy, the presence of God, and, and Catch the Fire London is a, is, a, is a family that encounters God's transforming presence and extends the kingdom. Right at the beating heart of who we are, we encounter God's transforming presence because we know when we do, the, the problems we have, the breakthroughs we need, the questions we're asking, the desire to impact the world, all of those things happen in God's timing and through his power when we encounter him. When we become problem-focused or um, issue-focused, we get some measure of success, but we often bounce back and forward because God has a timing for our life. And if we work against that timing, then we can often be frustrated. We're wanting to step into our major calling and it's just not happening yet because God wants us to experience healing, but we're not growing that intimacy with him so we don't realize that he wants to grow healing we're just pursuing banging that drum for calling 
And so the very first step to building family is, is to find your place in the family of God. Um, the only answers to who you are and what your life means and where you're going and um, how to live in truth, they only come from him. They only come from relationship. So my very first point to anybody who's listening, who's asking about family is, do you, do you see yourself, do you find yourself within the family of God, within the Trinity? One of our um, dear friends in our, our ministry, Caroline Anderson, um, after her husband passed away and went to, went to glory, got into a habit of every morning setting the kitchen table for communion with the Trinity. And she would set a place for the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And she would sit around the table and she would chat to the triune God around her kitchen table as she had communion. I don't know what it looked like. I don't know whether she was talking and speaking out into the air and just hearing the answers in her spirit. I don't know whether she was just sat in silence but communicating with God in her mind and her heart. But I love that picture of, of placing yourself in the company of God. So my first thought is is to ask yourself, where is my intimacy with Jesus? Um, and where's my intimacy with the Father and the Holy Spirit? Because principally our family is found in God. But we do also need people. And Jesus said the whole of the law was built upon love the Lord your God and love people as yourself. Love the people around you. Love your neighbor. And we all need people. No man is an island. All of us need friends. All of us need community. Now, it will be different for everybody depending on whether you're an introvert, an extrovert, how you get uh, your energy back, how you get restored and renewed. But everybody needs somebody. And you don't need a lot of friends, but you do need a few good ones. And what I think the problem with our social media and our, our busy city life that so many of us experience is that we have a lot of people in our life, but we don't have a lot of depth with people. And we can get ourselves into this mindset that, that it appears that everybody else is being really socially connected and really... Uh, doing a lot of connecting and and friendship time and socializing and i think actually a lot of people's experiences is less than you would think from looking from the outside in and what do i mean by that i think that it's very easy through our facebook our instagram and our chats that we have each other with each other on a sunday and all of those kinds of things to perhaps give the impression that we're busier and we're more social than many of us are many of us are there's a lot of people in our family who um, are really hungry for relationship and for friendship to go deeper. And in a kind of church where people move and switch to different cities or go abroad, and particularly our church where we have a lot of people doing ministry and itinerant um, uh, work for the kingdom there's a lot of coming in and out and and a lot of it is good and right and it's not people leaving the church for wrong reasons or you know disappointment or hurt or anything like that the challenge is when you lose friends you have to replace them and this is a real tough one because we don't want to think about replacing somebody in our heart i don't want to think about my best friend who i don't get to see a lot replacing them um because it feels callous, it feels cold, it feels um, like I'm swapping them out for somebody who could be more functional. The truth is, 
if you don't have somebody occupying one of those inner circle rings in your life, someone who can be a confidant, somebody who can make you laugh, someone who you text when the day is just not going well. If you don't have that person, then you internalize. And yes, of course, you can give everything to God. But God said the very first thing in all of creation that wasn't good was man being alone. He said it's not good for man to be alone. God wants us to lean upon each other. And so if you have had friends in this season and you've lost them or they've moved or the scenario has changed, you have to replace them. You have to invite new people in. And this is the thing, this is a question often people can find a bitter root growing up very quickly because they'll look at friendship circles and think, I'm not being invited in. I'm not, nobody's reaching out to me. And it can build an isolation that makes it very hard to then connect you with somebody else. You become prickly, you become, uh, there's a distance, there's an atmosphere of um, don't come near because I've been hurt by people before and I don't want to be hurt again. How do you get connected? How do you build friendship? The best way to make friends is to be a friend. I know this sounds like 101, but we're in a big city and we can all experience loneliness in a crowd. We've all been at a church one day um, when we've moved somewhere new and we've sat in our row and thought, wow, there's so much life, there's so much uh, vibrant, so many people, I feel lonely. I'm surrounded, but I feel lonely. Friendship doesn't often come with an embossed invitation. You have to involve yourself. You have to reach out and be a friend. And it's tough. Um, sometimes because it requires stepping out of a comfort zone. I myself recently um, was thinking of God a few months ago. Uh, what I did when I was younger, when I was a kid, what did I do? And for the first few years of my life, I honestly just was hanging upside down from a branch in a tree or playing make-believe games in my, uh, in my uh, bedroom or things like that. What was it that meant that I was able to build friendships. Well, it was finding people who had like-minded interests. And I know this sounds so simple, but I played football with the kids who wanted to play football. I uh, played games with the people who wanted to play games. And a couple of months ago, I found God saying, you know, why did you give that stuff up? Why did you leave that stuff? And what I found myself, what I found myself asking him was, God, I don't, think there's a legitimate reason why I gave up a lot of those things and so I started googling and looking for gaming clubs and board game clubs and things like that in the local area and a few weeks ago I turned up to a gaming club um, in uh, somewhere in Watford walked in the door saw people playing various board games and things like that and I walked in as a new person to a group of people who I had no connection with, there wasn't a church connection, it wasn't a ministry, it wasn't anything, and my heart was going. Um, and I thought, this is this is so bizarre, this is so strange. But you know what? It was so good for me to walk into somewhere new and play and have fun and have the only mindset, the only reason I was there was to enjoy the company of others and to embrace that that delight of play, that thing that we all have as a kid that nobody ever teaches us, but we all have a hunger for, this thing, play. 
and uh, I've chatted to friends and we've got some some of our team who started going along to an all-girls basketball um, night and um, have been playing basketball once a week with a group of Muslim girls and just building relationship which is having fun all of these things they're they're things that will not happen unless we make an intentional step forward and so I want to encourage you whether it's through the church or through um, just taking a step out to make a value for play make a value for friendship um, and if you've lost friends to replace them now as a church we have a lot of ways in which you can build relationship and build friendship we have Ignite groups. You can find them on Church Suite. They're all over the place, all over the city. Um, I still hang out with the guys from my first small group in Catch the Fire that I joined in 2010. I was pouring my heart out to one of them in a car, driving back from somewhere yesterday. And this was a guy who, whose small group I attended when I very first joined the church 10 years ago. These relationships, these small groups can help you build relationships with people that will get you through the hardest things. So I want to encourage you, check out the small groups. And if you can't get to one, if you can't um, travel in time, then talk to us about starting a group. We can support you. We can give you a uh, leadership and support and we can, we can get something planted near you. Um, so have a chat with us about that. Get involved in a team. Setting up, setting down, saying hello to people on connections, doing tea or coffee, coiling wires, all of this stuff is so good for connecting with people. Join a team, get involved in a ministry, join the worship department, come along to prayer ministry training, involve yourself. You know, Jesus um, had a value for friends. And I really like in uh, Luke 22, it says, uh, Jesus went to the Mount of Olives uh, with his disciples as usual and there's this this it's just this little as usual just this little aside comment to let us know that he had a favorite place that he used to go to with his friends he used to like to chill under the trees in the garden on the mount of olives and i just say he made a value for it he made a value for sitting around and eating and building friendship and yeah he ministered and yeah he he worked alongside his friends but he also ate meals with them and laughed with them and gathered with them and so whatever it is that you've got on for this summer whether you're around or on holiday whether you're working whether you're off I want to encourage you to take steps with family take steps into the family of the Trinity of God but take steps into the, the family of this church and take steps into play and delight and fun I love the scripture that uh, the Phillips translation is in uh, Matthew. I forget off the, the, the specific verse, but it's the one about Jesus. Um, the Pharisees accusing Jesus' disciples of drinking and, and, uh, and all of that. And the Phillips translation says that the son of man, Jesus, came enjoying life. So I just bless you this summer and we'll, we'll get back to Ephesians and all of the rest of it next week. But I bless you just to approach this summer with a desire for play and friendship and relationship and to find your family in our church. Amen.